Hey everybody, welcome to The Walking In Between with Brad and Melania. Today we talk about why we are good for each other. Life is not the mountain tops, it's the walking in between. I like you walking next to me. Uh-uh. So, we wanted to do something a little more lighthearted this time simply because we have spoken about some pretty serious and difficult topics and it doesn't mean we're not going to continue to do so because I think we want to be open books um, and allow sort of the things that we've gone through or experienced uh, to actually color and influence the topics that we choose to cover. But this week, uh, I have to admit, my husband's a little bit anxious because I kind of just said, hey, let's record the podcast. My husband. My husband. Me. (laughs) Sorry. My hubby. Um, I said, let's record the podcast and this is what I want to do it on. Now, I am someone who prepares and so is Brad normally. Uh, However, I feel prepared and he doesn't feel as prepared. So I think what is good about that is we can have a good genuine discussion as I sort of put some ideas forward to you. So this week I was listening to a podcast, uh, an author, great podcast, uh, one called Faith Improvised by Tim Gombas, and then also The Holy Post, with Phil Vischer, Sky Jatani, and also and Christian. sometimes Christian. Yeah. Cool. So I was listening to them this week, and actually their guests coincided. So mm-hmm. both podcasts had a similar guest. And it is a young author who has written a book called... Um, oh, shoot. The one <laughs> I read? Yeah. Jesus and John Wayne? Jesus and John Wayne. That's right. Do you remember the author's name? No. I want to say Catherine something. He's going to look it up. Uh, So I was listening to these podcasts and she was reflecting on sort of the state of, I would like to emphasize mostly the American church and the positions and roles that both men and women have had in the church, but also... uh, just reflecting on sort of the changes in our society from wartime to uh, after wartime and how people had to adjust their roles and then into our present day. And though a lot, oh, we have the author ready. Uh, yeah. And I heard uh, Sky Jatani trying to say her name right. So I'll see how I do. Demay. Kristen Kobe Dumay. Yeah. Is yes. it Kobe? Well, Kobez. I think Kobe, if we're doing Demay, it's got to be Kristen, Kristen Kobe. What what letter is that? Right here. Oh. <laughs> Kobe. I don't, know. I don't know. We are not good at... Jeez and John Wayne. There's only one book out there called that. Pronunciation. quite a book. Can you give me the sub um, title there? How White Evangelicals Corrupted a Faith and Fractured a Nation. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. You really like doing that sound. Yeah. I I've noticed you've done it a few times. Um... Yes, it's a very dramatic title, but it is an absolutely fascinating topic, and you're enjoying the read, correct? Uh, yeah, it's hard to take. <laughs> because, well, being uh, a white male. 
Yeah, but also also looking at uh, many uh, authors and teachers that I've listened to growing up. And I think regardless of parts they've played in some of these things, still had some very important thing teaching to do if you mm-hmm. keep them away from the political and a handful of other things. Um, so it's, you know, it's hard to read, but it's very well written and very interesting. Very so. engaging. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, we're not here to really rip anything apart today. No, no, no. Though, uh, if you often find yourself near me sitting in sort of any uh, evangelical situation or church service and I'm feeling a little uncomfortable, I am going to be cracking some jokes. Uh <laughs> never at my husband's you expense. use comedy sometimes when you feel nervous i would never do that mm. honey um but today i want to focus on the positive i there's so much ripping apart of stuff there's so much um i don't want to say negative i would like to say sober reflection of where the church is at at this point and honestly i think it's so important to look with eyes wide open in order to move forward in mm-hmm. a way that's going to be positive. So today, actually what I want to focus on is a thought that I had after I listened to this. And I was thinking about the state of our world, and I think I mentioned this to you last night. But the fact is, is I was reflecting on the roles that we once had, and I started to think about our experience in our marriage, how throughout our marriage, there's definitely been like expectations and then maybe expectations not met (laughs) and then adjustment. Would you say that's true? Yeah. 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 So in, in many different ways. Not only unmet, but un, un, uh, assumed, like, like you assumed certain things about me. I assumed certain things about you mm-hmm. and that there would be things you would take on naturally. I would take on naturally. And that maybe just wasn't the case. Mm-hmm. And so for a while, it was probably just a, a low frustration on both sides of going, well, isn't that something normally she Well, and, <laughs> she and do, possible confusion. Yeah. And yeah, so I feel like when I think back to some of those things, let's just give a couple examples. Let's say like, keeping things clean, uh, doing laundry, uh, cooking, child rearing. uh, I can't think of anything else at the moment. Um, Sexual practices. (laughs) That's another one. Finances. Yeah. Yeah. I think there was uh, an expectation and then sort of how we worked it out. And it's interesting because I've spoken to many people and... It often seems like it's kind of random. Oh, my husband does that. I actually do that in my marriage and my husband does this. And so it our marriages aren't looking cookie cutter anymore. There isn't Yeah, unless you're on a unless you're coming from a very uh kind of fringe ultra conservative reformed kind of background yeah, where these I, are the rules and they right. don't change and it's it's tantamount to um denying the gospel to tantamount, say tantamount word. yeah to denying the gospel to say that this is to, to deny that this is how men ought to be this is the position that women ought, ought to be in and, and it should never change right yeah. and and so i guess but that's kind of i'm more reflecting on our yeah, yeah. relationship and how we've worked it out and 
the other relationships that I've observed, good friends of ours that, you know, some of Cade's buddies yep. in soccer, um, some of Ariel's friends. And I just see a real mixture of people, uh, people's roles being defined by their strengths rather than their genders. Right. And it started kind of, um, I started feeling very positive. Uh, for, well, let's talk about it. For then. once. <laughs> that sounds awful. I don't mean for once. But often I will ruminate and, you know, have a fairly negative response to either the state of the world or um, some type of pain, obviously, that I'm walking through. But I started actually just smiling. <laughs> I'm driving and I realized I was smiling. And it was because I was thinking about what our life would look like if we had sort of assumed the more stereotypical gender roles and what we would have missed. So I started like just feeling happy that so many dads are involved in their child's lives mm -hmm. now. Oh, yeah. And maybe that's because my dad was a much more traditional, um, you know, provider for us. And that was kind of his role. And then, um, you know, he, he did expect my mom to, to keep things clean and do laundry and cook, but also work. Right. <laughs> so, you know, it was already changing, but... Uh, I just see the the times when you step in when I need you to or when you're the one who's around and I'm not. And I just see what a balance that is for mm -hmm. our kids. Mm -hmm. I see how close they are with you. I see how we can actually be a very cohesive family unit yeah. instead of a mom and dad son and daughter like right. it's almost like in our family we kind of lose those individual identities quite often mm. and we're just a family we're just yeah. kind of all like i said it's almost like roles become a little more defined um by looking at our strengths right to see what it is perfect example was <laughs> the other day uh brad said i gave him a great gift uh when I told him he didn't have to be on the phone with the bank when we were renegotiating our mortgage. I hate those conversations. Yeah, you know, and and it's funny because I've all, I had to learn really young finances. Yep. Uh, you know, started doing tax returns really early. By sixteen, I was in charge of doing my own taxes and meeting with my accountant and. Mm -hmm tallying up all of my expenses and all of that stuff. So it's not something that overly scares me. And I know that you just, you're not a big fan of numbers. <laughs> no, I'm not. Not at all. And so <laughs> that's kind of another good example where, I mean, maybe I was initially like, okay, are you going to take charge of this? Because my dad was definitely like super, super heavily into finances and did yeah. the, all their investing and everything. But I think really quickly it was like, uh, no, I think I'm better at this. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, and then although I got very intense with it, so then you had to kind of 
relax me <laughs> a little bit. And over the... It's almost like we're good for each other. Well, that's the thing. I think I was able to go with my strength, but a, a strength pushed too far often becomes a foible or a sure. downfall. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so you were able to kind of keep me in check that way. Um, I just stopped. I, I just... I. I hate cooking. <laughs> I, I hate any chopping or <laughs> opening of cans and frying and just whatever it is. I think, you know, we've discussed, I don't know if it was my eating disorder or if it was just our kids both being super picky and just yeah. anything we made was like rejected. I think that just happened too many times. Ariel won't really eat anything cooked unless it's full of nitrates oh, we just yeah so if she, if she makes herself nutella that's good otherwise we just throw cherry tomatoes don't at say her. that people are so gonna judge us by that go ahead and judge <laughs> nutella what's that gonna do to me go ahead and judge ouch 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 um and but other than that she you know we throw cherry tomatoes at her and uh peppers she loves veggies which and is peppers awesome. yeah 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 i was just saying if it's raw yeah and grown somewhere, yeah, like off a tree, off a plant, yeah. whatever. She's probably gonna like it. So that's, I mean, what you were gonna, what you were getting to there was that I've kind of taken the role of making dinner and things like that normally. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> what's funny is when I do make dinner, it's usually somewhere about the point where I'm finishing, and I realize I haven't made anything for Ariel, and I'll just be like, Ariel, grab yourself some tomatoes. <laughs> oh yeah, totally. Well, often because honestly, she won't, she doesn't enjoy any normal food. Often, if you've made the dinner, yeah. I'll sort of go, okay. Put something together for her. Sure, because yeah. <laughs> I don't have to cook it. I can yeah. usually just grab it and put it yeah. together. Uh, yeah. So just you know, reflecting on our marriage, I can just see how we've taken on things that we're good at, things that are a natural strength, and then naturally balanced each other mm-hmm. along the way. Sure. And I just started thinking about how what what a loss that would have been for say men 40 50 years ago uh who wouldn't have had the time that they've had with their kids i love seeing how many dads walking around with strollers Mm -hmm. you know or you know carriers on their front or their back um interactions with their kids that just wouldn't have happened 40 years ago Right. And and I just started thinking about what a great team we make. So it's not that it's perfect. <laughs> it's not that either of us are perfect. Mm-hmm. But actually, together, we are better. Right. Because we can balance. It's like if, if I don't have a strength here, then you tend to balance it with something. Yeah. You know, neither of us are overly clean i was gonna say i was just about to ask you (laughs) well where's one where neither of us have the gift and that's that's uh yeah cleanliness (laughs) and i think it comes from us both being babies in the family i think by the time i came around uh, i don't remember a lot of pressure from my parents to make Mm -hmm. sure i was clean and things like that and so that does not come come we you and i are not great at getting a schedule of these are the chores that we need to do each week (laughs) We I just, just recently said to you, we don't you do know? laundry until we just run out. We go, oh, shoot, we don't have anything. Yeah, there's nothing regular about our lives. <laughs> um, except do, that we, we have jobs. Yeah, and we do we do bathe quite frequently. 
And, and we do keep you clean. You bathe more often than I do. <laughs> well, I'm just saying I don't want to give the implication that we're filthy or anything. We're no, just, we're not don't get dirty. Our... <laughs> we're messy. Because there's times where I'm just like, okay, this I need to do this. You yeah, know, like yeah. where I get fed up. And my experience was that opposite. Like my dad had really high standards for right. cleaning. We had to clean. Every Saturday was cleaning day. And to be honest, it just turned me off. Right. I am not a naturally clean person. Simply because I don't see mess. Right. So I actually can get along. A perfect example right now is if you could see our room <laughs> and our bed. Um, we ha- actually can't even see each other right now. Oh, There's such a mess. Up. <laughs> um, I have a massive pile of clothes and a bag. and I was actually really happy when we got a king-size bed. Because it you meant I didn't... On it? Well, it meant I didn't need to throw it all on the floor. I just keep it on the end of the bed because I don't really reach the end. Oh my goodness. So if you notice, like your feet reach the end. I think we're confessing too much. Anyway, um, when neither of you have a strength (laughs) in a certain area, to be honest, what's great about that was eventually we both lightened up and just went, you know what? We'll make sure it's clean when people come over. Yeah. You know, we so don't you have people over more often. Well, you've always said that, but yeah. that's the extrovert in you talking. <laughs> um, it's no, it's just a deep hunger for a clean house. Cleanliness. Yeah. Well, you know how to do that. Yeah, oh, I know. <laughs> um, but again, it doesn't like both you and I get fed up. Yeah. But it's not a daily. You know, this needs to be clean, and why haven't you done this? And this yeah. is really bugging me that you haven't done that. Yeah. Like, I think, I think initially we both had expectations, like, almost judging each other. Like, not necessarily, like, you have not taken the garbage out yet. Right. I mean, I did say to you very early on, that's your job. (laughs) Right. But that was more because where we lived, we had to take the garbage out and walk down the street a little bit. And often it was at night. Yeah. And that scared me. That's fair. That was a huge reason why I was like, Brad, can you do it, please? Um, anyway, oh, I almost said long story short. I wasn't really telling a story, so that wouldn't make any sense. So reflection from this week, (laughs) I would love to hear your thoughts on, uh, how your relationship is working. I know that some people marry very similar people and some people marry opposites. Very, very opposite. Yeah. You know, you and I are quite similar. Mm-hmm. In, a, in a lot of our beliefs, in a lot of our personality traits, we're both the babies of the family. Uh, so we carry a lot into a relationship that we already understand about each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I know that in some relationships, that's just not the case. Yeah. So there's probably a lot more ground to cover to figure out, you know, where your strengths are and stuff like that. Right. I'm just so, I'm feeling very positive about the direction that our say gender stereotypes have been moving into and the fact that i think both of us are having a much richer life experience by loosening up our you know expectations of what your role should look like as my husband and as a dad and what my role should look like as a wife and a mother And it's because we've been able to do that, that I think we've kind of 
well, one, we've we've found a good groove in our marriage where neither of us really mind picking up the slack somewhere else. Yeah. You know, like if something drops something drops over there, like we're we're in it together. Yeah. You know, and there's no judgment. Like that's one thing you are so good at. I have to commend you on this podcast. (laughs) Uh, if anything you're you're way more my encourager and you're not somebody who's who's gonna kinda point out where I'm flawed and where things aren't working and you know what get it together like you, you really get aren't it get it together Imagine if I, said that. I think <laughs> you figured fairly early on that it was pretty hard on myself and so yeah i didn't need to add anything to it maybe you didn't need to add anything yeah. to it yeah but i just i think of that though like people who are concerned about following the regular rules of even even let's say because i've had these conversations with people even recently mm. of well you know i get up and i go to work so it makes sense that she would have to do the the you know the 10 o'clock feeding the the 12 the two the six whatever right yeah. um as if she's going to get up and not have to do any work with the kid at home mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh i i'm su- i'm actually hardest su- work i'm you'll actually ever surprised do. <laughs> to hear um i remember when i was first um first started pastoring and so we already had two kids and I remember hearing someone who was just going, yeah, and my wife wants me to help in the middle of the night. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> Did you Suck both create that baby? Yeah, but what, I, what, I'm, what, I'm, what I'm thinking about and what you're saying, what you've been saying is just, I, I think of those nights sitting and looking mm. at Cadence and just holding him in my arms. And yeah, I was dead tired. It's, it's such a surreal, weird uh, experience. Traumatic much miracle. Like, much like the 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 birthing room and the, the room the death room, which we've experienced. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's they're very surreal, and you go and you're thinking, I can't believe the whole world actually does this. Yeah. And how do we not talk it, about survived. this more often? Mm-hmm. That this is happening in in all, all these homes around me. Um, but uh, to say no to that and to follow, well, no, I'm I'm going to work in the morning, so so she can deal with the kid. I just think, man, what what you're missing out on that? Mm. Not only in 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 supporting your your wife, but also in uh, what you get out of that as well. Yeah, as, as a dad, is is amazing. Yeah, the connection. Oh my and, goodness! And because you would in our marriage, Brad would do the first feed, so. Um, I could sleep and try and have a stretch of sleep, and especially because I struggled. And I used a bottle after the first night because it got really difficult. Don't, you don't even make that joke. joke about that. <laughs> that is so gross, Bradley. Oh, um, sorry, that was childish. It's, it's okay. <laughs> Boobies are funny. Um, I can't remember. Oh, I know what I was going to say. Uh, doing the first feeding. Yes, doing the first feeding. And because I did have issues with postpartum, one of the things they said was, you know, she needs some sleep. Of course. And hopefully some uninterrupted sleep. And you you were tired and exhausted, you know, but you had an honesty and said, you know, I, I, I'm okay, actually. Like, I can handle this. Yeah. So I'll do the first feed. And it was kind of that bond that you had with Cadence yeah. that I looked at that I realized I didn't have. Right. You know, because of my postpartum. And I just think mm. of someone who, you know, a woman who is struggling, whose husband maybe isn't stepping in in that way. Like, it became a, f- a reflection of what I wanted. Right. Right? I'm like, that's actually healthy. 
yeah. what I'm feeling isn't healthy. Yeah. You know, yeah. and and, and because yeah, it's hard. <laughs> yeah, cool. it's hard, but it's not forever. It's you're, you're doing. Oh one my day goodness, at a time, our right? son is going into grade twelve, yeah. and he just told me he's not doing grade twelve math, and I'm trying not to freak out. Anyway, um, that's another podcast. <laughs> How to not worry about your children after they graduate. Anyway, <laughs> I'm going to end it there. Thank you so much, you guys, for listening. I hope you are okay this week with us just taking a slight detour. There is still lots to talk about, about our uh, latest experiences. I'm very passionate about what I've learned through my experiences with my dad and um, being an advocate for yourself or someone you love in the medical system so we will be discussing that and then also the d word as well which we said we want to look at the die right the word die death dying all that so that is coming up but uh yeah continue to uh give us notes on our facebook page oh we love hearing from love hearing from you and responding and 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 some of you have just especially after our last uh, podcast sharing about uh, people you've lost mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, we do pray for you guys <laughs> so if that's what that's what you asked for that's what you'd like we we, we do that and um, yeah thanks for sharing that with us that, that means a lot mm-hmm. and I I was thinking this and I didn't pass it by you but another awesome podcast that we listen to um, called the Vox podcast yeah. he always ends with a blessing mm-hmm. and Honestly, when I'm listening to that podcast and he ends with that, there is sort of this like... Mike Ayer. Mike Ayer. Yeah, Yeah, he's fantastic. Um, Preacher and theologian and podcaster, right? Podcaster. Uh, I really take it. Like I think, Mm. oh my goodness, like he's actually, he is wanting to bless who's listening, who is listening. And I want you guys to feel that from us too. Uh, so whether we keep the same blessing every week, I don't know, but for this week, I'm going to steal Mike Ayer's blessing and, um, I'll hashtag him in it. So he at least gets credit, but actually, you know what? It's from scripture. So it's God's (laughs) anyway. Uh, and the blessing is the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and give you peace. Thanks for listening. We'll be back soon. Cause life is not the mountain tops. It's the walking in between. And I like you walking next to me. Uh-uh.